He died in October 1926. His claim to fame was that he could escape anything that was attached to him. They would seal him in a coffin and he would escape. They riveted him to a boiler and he escaped. They stowed him up in a canvas bag and he escaped. They locked him in a milk can and he escaped. They sealed him up in a beer barrel and he escaped. They put him in a maximum security prison and he escaped. But on October 1926, death showed up, laid hands on Harry Houdini and put him in a grave. He told his wife, his last words was, if there's a way out, I'll find it. And we'll celebrate that day on the anniversary of my death. She kept the light burning for 10 years over his portrait. But after 10 years, Harry Houdini couldn't escape death. One day death showed up to get Jesus. They put him in a rock hewn tomb. They put a stone over the mouth of the tomb and they sealed it. They put Roman guards out there and no doubt death told Satan, I've never lost a one. I got him. He's dead. He's graveyard dead. But on that third and glorious day, Jesus stirred himself, throwed off Satan and death, and come out of that grave to live. And I say, hallelujah. And he lives forever. Here this morning, what makes you and I different from any other religion in the world is not because of our name. It's not because we're better. Truth be told, we deserve hell's what we deserved. It's not because a certain denomination's in the front of your name. The reason, the reason what we believe is different than anywhere else in the world is our Savior lives. He came, he died, but praise God, this Sunday morning, he lives. And sits at the right hand of the Father, ever making intercessions for us. Aren't you glad we got a Savior that lives, but one that's praying for us this morning. Now, I'm not here to blast other religions, but every other religion in the world, regardless of what that might be, whether it be 
Mohammed or Buddha or whatever religion, you can go to the grave site and they're there. Now they might be withered away to dust, but they're still there. Praise God. But what if, but what if this morning the newscaster come on and said, we have found the body of Jesus. And we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that we found the body of Jesus. What would we do with that? And it begs the question, if Jesus is alive, then he's not in the tomb. But what if they said, we found him? And suppose for a little while this morning, what if, what if there had been no Easter? What if this Sunday just marked another day on the calendar? What if this Sunday we weren't celebrating a risen Savior? What if this Sunday there was no Easter? So this morning, I want to look at six tragic things that we need to consider if there be no Easter. First of all, if Christ be not risen, preaching is profitless. The Bible says, and if Christ be not risen, then our preaching is vain. That word vain means to be empty, futile, with no purpose, and a colossal waste of time. Ladies and gentlemen, if there'd been no Easter, I'm wasting my time and my voice, and you're wasting your time listening because preaching would be without profit. Preaching would be the craziest thing we could do. There would be no gospel message to preach. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 5. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received, and wherein you stand, that by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I received, how that Christ died for our sins, Praise God, there's no debate about it. He died for our sins. Not only that, but uh, and died for our sins according to Scripture, and that he was buried, and he rose again that third day according to the Scripture. If Christ died for our sins and was buried and raised up, if, and if that didn't take place, if that didn't take place, if there had been no Eastern, then no preacher could preach the gospel unless he preaches the resurrection of Jesus. If Christ be not risen, then our preaching is without vain. How many remember the day 
I remember the day as a little 11 year old boy at Icarus Grove Baptist Church when Paul Robinson got up and started preaching. He preached about my younger brother. He was the prodigal. He's always in trouble. And I said, amen and amen. But then he stopped and said, let's talk about the boy that stayed home. He's as lost and hell bound as that prodigal was. And oh my goodness, that was me. And that day I trusted Jesus because of the preaching of the word of God. How many of you got saved under old fashioned Bible preaching? Amen. Amen. If there be no Easter, then our preaching is without profit. Well, I thank God. I thank God that there has been an Easter. But had there not been none, preaching would have been without profit. Second, your faith is foolish. And your faith is also vain, empty, useless. What you're trusting, you're trusting in something that's not real. If there be no Easter, you're trusting in something that won't sustain you. I mean, who wants to put their trust in a dead man? We've had many coffins setting up here. We don't do it, so don't get alarmed. But we can walk up and smack them, and they do nothing. We can come up and talk bad about them, and they do nothing. Matter of fact, we can do anything we want to, but they'll do nothing. So why would you want to put your faith in a dead man? And the reality is, praise God, if, if there be no Easter then your faith is also in vain. Well, I praise God. I praise God. I, t- I just praise God that I put my faith in a living Savior. That's the reason I don't live in fear. That's the reason why what this world says, does, things, means not a whole lot to me because I put my faith in a living Savior. I'm going to let this world dictate to me how I'm supposed to live. I'll trust and believe in Him. Hallelujah. I wish I had a voice to speak this morning. I wish it's good and clear. I'd like to scream it from the rafters. I love and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. In my faith, and had Jesus not gotten victory over death, how could he give me victory? You that are lost and undone. You're dead in your trespasses and sins. If there had been no Easter, then how are you going to believe in a dead Savior? What can he do for you? But praise God. If you're dead in your trespasses and sins and you come to Jesus by faith, by faith, some of you will die lost 
waiting on God to do something special for you when he's already done it. He's already done it. You're looking for something extra. He's already done it. Amen. He's already done it. How in the world could you trust in a, in a dead man to do anything for you? Praise God, he's not. He's living. And I came to him and I trusted him to quicken me and give me life and life eternal. A little boy was in the classroom. Preacher gave the assignment and said, don't you write an essay on the world's greatest living man. Some wrote about president. Some wrote about members of Congress. Man, we'd be hard pressed, though, wouldn't we? Some wrote about uh, uh, entertainment world. Some wrote about sports hero. Some wrote about science. Some of these. Some wrote about a lot of things, but one little boy, one little boy, he wrote about Jesus. Turns the paper in. Teacher comes up to him. Says, son, uh, it, it's, it's a really good paper. But you misunderstand the assignment. And the assignment was the greatest living man. He said, but ma'am, you don't understand. He lives he lives, he lives. She just had to take her paper back and grade it. Well, I'm glad this morning we serve a living Savior. Praise God. Good to see you this morning, Amy. Just notice she was here, amen. And, uh, and you said, why'd you stop? So, because I'm about to get to say that before service is over. So the reality is, if there be no, if Christ be not raised, then preaching is without profit. Faith is foolish. Number three, disciples are deceivers. Some of you, yea, we have found false witnesses of God. I want you to know, here's Paul's argument. He said, if Christ be not risen, then you committed perjury when you invited somebody to Jesus this week. When you invited somebody to the house of God and tell come to this Easter service, we're going to serve, we're going to celebrate a risen Savior. You committed perjury. You lied to them if Christ be not risen. Witnesses, disciples, are deceivers. You know, there's a penalty when you commit perjury on the witness stand. Now, let me say this. Just got to take time for this just real quickly. I promise not to keep you real late today. Let me say this real quickly. If you believe in a risen Savior, live like you believe in a risen Savior. Is there enough uh, evidence about you that people could look and say, man, they trust in Jesus. Something different about them. They, they don't act like the world. They don't talk like the world. They don't smell like the world. They don't act like the world. Because there's something different. I wonder what's different about them. Is there enough, is there enough evidence in your life to prove to a world that you're a Christian?
Israel? Or are you living life and the world looks at you and says, I think years ago, years ago, I mean many years ago, me and Darlene, we cleaned the restaurant after they closed. And the manager of that restaurant was there. We was talking to him about the Lord. And, uh, and we mentioned his uncle. And we told him, said, yeah, he's a deacon in our church. He got in the floor laughing, horse laughing, because our church put this man in as a deacon. Because he was that crooked, that wicked in the community that we lived in. I called his name. Some of them live close enough, they know who he is. Well, what a shame. But I want you to know if Christ be not risen. Well, I got to talk to someone this week. And I invite him to the house of God. And I gladly handed a track to him and said, Well, we'd like for you to come. Had, 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 if Christ be not risen... And I committed perjury. And I'm a deceiver. But thank God he is. Thank God he did rise on that third day. And thank God I can tell you this morning we serve a risen Savior. I praise God. He said, Paul's saying that we testify that Jesus Christ is alive. He said, we ought, if he's not risen, then we've lied. But if Christ be not risen, then preaching is without profit. Faith is foolish. Disciples are, dece are deceivers. But all this is what gets, gets really important. The next three points I want you to listen to intently. If Christ be not risen, then sin is sovereign. What I mean by sovereign means sin's all-powerful. Wages of sin is death. One of the reasons we have death today because of sin. Sin came into the world. By one man, sin entered into it, so death passed unto all. We're all gonna die because of sin. Because of sin. It is the last victory any of us will fight. And if Christ be not risen, then sin is sovereign. It's all powerful. Nobody could defeat it. If Christ be not risen, then sin still controls. Now it does control son. Understand that. But if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain and you are yet in your sins. Ladies and gentlemen, if Christ is still in the grave, if Christ is still in the grave, that means there's no payment being made for your sins. Right. Let me take just a moment. Because of one man, sin entered into this world. So death comes to us all. 
The Bible says the wages of sin is death. And we all, every person, man, woman, boy or girl, it regardless of what you believe or what you think about the matter, every person will pay sin's debt. The wages of sin is death. Every person. The Bible says, but the gift of God. Let me explain it this way. I owe the debt. It's called a sin debt. And I'm going to have to stand before God and I'm going to have to die for my sins. In the Old Testament, a daddy would bring a spotless lamb to the altar. He would inspect that lamb to make sure there was no flaw, nothing wrong. He would take that lamb, he would slit his throat and catch the blood in a basin. He would take that blood to the high priest. High priest would go in to the Holy of Holies. He would sprinkle that blood around on the mercy seat. And when he came out, the daddy could say, my sins of my family has been covered for one year. One year only. The next year, he had to go back and do the same thing all over again. John said, walking one day, said, behold, the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. Jesus made a cross called Calvary. He was that sinless lamb without spot and he was inspected by Pilate. Pilate proclaimed, I find no fault. I've looked him all over. He's spotless. Find no fault with him. And he bled. He took that blood into the mercy seat, poured it on the altar and come out and sat down. The first time a high priest has ever sat down because the price was paid for an eternity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It was paid for a time in eternity. And he came to a little boy, said, said I trust you, and said, if you would trust me, I've paid your sin debt. I paid the price so you could go free. Oh my goodness, what a blessing, what a blessing. It is to know this morning I'm not under the penalty of death. So when we go to sleep here, we just wake up there. Death has no sting. Death has no fear to a born-again believer. Well, that's the reason Miss Rosemary, that precious mama, yours could sit at death's door. At death's door, she's not saying, 
Oh, I'm so scared. No. She's at death's door. She's knocking on that door saying, please let me in. Ain't that right? She said, Jesus, I'm ready to go. Jesus, come get me. No fear. No fear. You know why? Because she trusted. When she gets to heaven, the devil could stop and say, She owes something. Jesus said, Let's plot the books. Open the. I don't find any, any payment. It's already been paid. It's already been paid. Ah. We was in a. Boy, that's good. That's good. And we find there have been no Easter. This sin is still sovereign. Well, there's something. Me and Darlene was in a line at McDonald's <coughs> several months ago. And we got to pay for it. And, and uh, made a mistake. We just ordered us some fries and iced tea. And uh, Lady said, the car that was right before you paid your bill and yours is free. I'm telling you, that just made us feel good. I got to thinking, we should have ordered double, double whoppers. Uh, we we should have done so much more. But you know what? It made me feel so good. I remember driving down the road saying, Jesus, Jesus, I get to go to heaven and there's no bill to be paid when I get there. It's already paid. And if been no Easter, sin is sovereign. Those of you this morning, they're lost and done without Jesus. You're still captive to your sin. Ladies and gentlemen, you're still, those that are lost are captive to their sin. And the only thing that's going to break them chains of sin in their life. Now listen, are you listening? They're, they're in chains of sin. The reason they act the way they do, they're lost. They're chained. They're bound. Isn't it amazing? They try to act happy but when they pillow their head at night, they're as empty as it was before they went to bed. And the reality is, the only thing can break those chains is a living Savior. Is a living Savior. And if been no Easter, then your faith is vain, and you're yet in your sins. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so thankful you're looking at somebody who's not perfect but forgiven. You're not looking at somebody good, usually somebody saved. Praise God. No resurrection, no Savior. No Savior, no forgiveness. No forgiveness, no justification. No justification, no cleansing. And no cleansing, the penalty of your sin is upon you. For the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. 
If you don't know Christ, if you don't know Christ, when you get to that place of dying, I guarantee you, you're with God, you knew him. But now it's about the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Living, he loved me. Dying, he saved me. Buried, he carried my sins away. Rising, he justified freely forever. One day he's coming, a glorious day. Christ be not risen. Then preaching is without profit. Faith is supposed to disciples or deceivers. Sin is sovereign. But all this one, Parents that have gone on before are perishing. They perished. If I was lost this morning, if this was the only reason I'd get saved, just a few days ago, I could put my arms around a husband of over 30 years as he's weeping because someone he loves so much is part of his life is slipping into the next world. I put my arms around him I said it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. She's got to go. And she can't come back. But you can go be with her. Amen. David said, his baby died. Some of you followed a small casket to the graveside. He said, I can't, the baby can't come back to me. But he said, I'll tell you what I can do. I can go to where the baby's at. If Christ be not risen, then ladies and gentlemen, I hate to tell you this, but your mom and daddy, your babies, are still in that ground just deteriorating to nothing. And they'll perish. I took... strongest and the best man to the grave. And I said, Dad, I'll see you for too long. If there's no Easter, then they which are sleeping in Christ are perished. Do you understand this day is bigger and greater than Easter lilies. It's bigger and greater than some of you that's got a suit on. First time I've seen one all year. It's bigger and greater than a day we celebrate. Do you understand? Easter is so much bigger and greater because it celebrates a risen Savior. 
How many of you put a dad in the, in, in the ground? Amen. You got hope. How many of you put a mom in the ground? You got hope. And without Easter, you have no hope. In our church, many of these young families have put babies in the ground. But without, without Easter, there's no hope. But I'm going to tell you something. He lives. And because he lives, one day they'll live. Bible says to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. The other morning, other evening, precious lady, breathe the last breath here and the next breath there. She was in the presence of the Lord. Had there been no Easter, that would have never happened because a dead Savior, if he can't raise himself, he can't help you. Praise God. I just thank God. Oh my goodness. I'm so everlastingly glad that I have kind of gospel to preach. I'm so glad that it just doesn't all end at the grave. I've caught the tears of many good people, great people. And oh my goodness, if Easter had never happened, then it ends at the grave. But I'm glad it doesn't. I'm glad it doesn't. Then last of all, last of all, I love this story. I got to tell a story. Professor lost his wife when he was young. When she was a young woman. And they had a little preschool boy with them. And he took the little boy to the funeral. His dad's trying to explain to him why mommy had to go to heaven. And a little boy said this, Dad, you're just wrong. I, I've seen mama many times just like this. So he goes up to the casket, Mommy, wake up! Wake up! Wake up! Finally, the father went up. He said, Son, you can't wake her up. But Jesus will come one day and he will wake her up. If there had been no Easter, then there would be no hope. If there had been no Easter, then preaching is prop without profit. Faith is foolish. Disciples are deceivers. Sin is sovereign. And parents have perished. Last of all, future is futile. Boy, our world would like for us all to know. I'm telling you something, we're in the world and we're holding you captive. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, then we're all men most miserable. What's that mean? It means this, folks. The good times are for but a moment. Time keeps going. And there's pleasure in sin for a season. That season will run out. And reality is this. Ernest Hemingway said, it is though we are a colony of ants living on one end of a burning log. That's kind of dim, but truth is truth. I don't believe you ought to drink and get drunk and all that stuff. I'm not recommending you do that. But if Christ be not risen, 
then you ought to just live up sin, do anything you want to do. Because the reality is the grave's end and your future. And he said this, if you have hope of Christ in this lifetime only, in other words, if you don't believe Christ rose that third and day and trust him as your savior, the only hope you have is this life. And I didn't say this. He did. You're just miserable. You're just miserable. Please don't boot me out. Many people today have a lot of this world and all of its jargon and fear move you to live in misery. Maybe this Easter Sunday you need to come back to life and stop living in this misery. Because if you have faith only in this lifetime, the Bible says you're the most miserable. I thought about this this week. If God gives me my allotment, if God gives me my allotment, I've got seven more years. He promised three score and ten. Don't nobody tell him. When I get close, I'm going to ask for ten more. But if I get my allotment, I've got seven more years. I refuse to live in fear. I refuse to live miserable. I just made up my mind, I'm just going to be glad about life. I'm just going to enjoy living. And the reason I can enjoy living is because I enjoy my Savior. And there's no joy in a dead Savior. Praise God. He lives. So, Christ did rise. Verse 20. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. Christ is risen. So preaching, preaching this morning is with profit. Faith is feasible. You can have faith. Disciples are dependable. Sin is subdued. Death is defeated. And our future is fabulous. Why? Because he lives. Here's the question. Here's the question. Does he live in your heart? If you died right now, do you know that you'd go to heaven? And we're all going to die. It's one of men wants to die. And then the judgment. If you died right today, would you go to heaven? Is there a living Savior living in you? Let's all stand to our feet. Every head bowed, every eye closed.